Welcome to The Interim Whisperer, the show all about the future of work. Today's guest is Kanal Patel. Hi. Hey. Nice. nice to have you here. Thank you for having me. Super excited. You are the founder and owner of Brand XR, Orlando Game Space, where we are. We have this great background behind us over yeah. here, Lake Eola, and Indianomicon, and the list goes on. Yeah. I mean, like, I was uh, extremely single in my 20s. And so I just had a lot of time for a lot of things. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I wanted to, to give back. Uh, and I wanted to create something I enjoyed also being a part of and something mm. I needed. I remember just as a little sidestep here, it's not in the questions or anything that we have slated here, but I remember being at Otronicon mm -hmm. and that's where I met your wife yeah. now, your yeah, wife yeah. now, yeah. she wasn't then. And I remember when I was talking with her and I said, so do you think you're going to get married? She goes, if he's lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and uh, thankfully I, I was lucky enough to, you know, get her to like me. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, she said, yes. You know, I asked. like her because she's so feisty and she was yeah. funny. She's funky. She's all of those things. Totally. Yeah. It, it, you know, I definitely needed somebody that was like, better than me keep me on my toes yeah and your daughter is now too right oh she's yeah she's like keeping us both on our toes there she's 17 months now and yeah. she's just like she started walking at 10 months and she's just like at, at this point now she's had a lot of practice and she's moving fast she's climbing mm -hmm. on things she's like creating schemes like i mean she's like pushing she's boxes verbal too right well she's not talking yet but like saying a few simple things yeah um but yeah, I mean, like she's pushing boxes and then getting on the box to then hop onto something else to then do something. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, she's, she's causing mischief. She's got a scientist mind. Yeah. 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 Let's so, say that. It definitely. sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So our show is all about the future. Gaming is big business. And we, like I said, we're really excited to have you here. But um, Robin prepared the show notes. So I'm going to let her kick us off with the first question. Okay. Yes, so let's start with uh, the history and story of BrandXR. So, Kanal, you are the co-founder and chief technology officer of the Orlando-based BrandXR. Tell us about what BrandXR is and what are your products and services offered? Sure. So, so BrandXR is a no-code AR creation platform. So, you know, the easy way to think about this is um, you don't need to be able to program you can drag and drop, choose, you know, set some kind of like PowerPoint, kind of like PowerPoint, you know, or even if you think about Squarespace or Wix, how yeah. you don't have to be a programmer True. Uh, to make a really beautiful website. Well, you know, we want it so that anybody can create an augmented reality experience. Okay. So I was going to take us back and say, I know you said an acronym AR and our listeners may not know what it is. I'm yeah. glad you uh, just revealed what yeah. that meant. So, so, I mean, you're going to hear a lot of buzzwords out there in the world of like AR and VR and MR and XR. Um, so, and that's the reason why we named the company brand XR is because there's a lot of different like acronyms being used for mm -hmm. basically 3d experiences and mm -hmm. you know vr is where maybe you're wearing an oculus quest headset and you're transported into a 3d world you your entire field of view is is fully taken to some other place we're mm -hmm. transporting you to some other place augmented reality is basically putting 3d holograms into your real world yeah. so uh today every person on earth has an ar device 
uh, an augmented reality device and that's their cell phone. For real? So, yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. So like if you think of your phone as almost like a window into a another world where that, that, you know, you're putting your 3D objects into the world, that's what that is. So mm. our, we know from our experience, our gaming background experience, having built out augmented reality experiences for big companies, mm -hmm. I know it takes too much time, too many people, you know, like really expensive. Um, it's difficult. And, uh, you know, that needs to become a lot easier as we're moving into the future where a lot of people need 3D yeah. to help educate, train, entertain, sell, market, uh, anything and everything. So just the same way the internet spread, we we believe that augmented reality and virtual reality and just really 3D as a whole is going to become the norm of how people make their decisions. And oh, I would agree. Yeah. And if that's not easy to do, then people are going to basically, you know, we call it the oh shit moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is, you know, think of it almost like in the 90s when somebody went from the yellow pages if any of the audiences even even know what that is, <laughs> yeah. uh, is going from the yellow pages to the internet. Mm -hmm. Somebody was like, I don't understand why somebody would ever go to this tiny little TV and type www.something.com when they've got a full color page ad in the yellow pages. Like people had that disconnect. And then mm -hmm. a few years later, if you didn't have a website, you were invisible. Right. Yeah. And I think we, that we're going to see the same thing with augmented reality and virtual reality is that if you don't have a presence in 3D, then you're going to be invisible. Mm -hmm. So I could see augmented reality um, taking what we do with video right now. We're doing Zoom calls, right? Yeah. And changing that. We would get rid of that. And then it would be more where we actually feel like we're present in the room with people. Yeah, I think that's where things are going to go eventually. Mm -hmm. And it'll be baby steps leading up to that. And the big companies out there in the world are working on all this tech, like Apple, Facebook, Google, mm -hmm. Microsoft are all working on AR glasses, mm -hmm. like the kind of glasses that I'm wearing right now, you know, not like big jolky, bulky, yeah, like Google glass, you know, yeah. things, but I would, I should be able to experience yeah. AR. And, you know, we think that's coming in 2023 or so based on right around the corner. It'll be here in no time. I, well, we'll save that for the end when we start talking about what does the future look like. But the word XR, when I had first uh, heard this, I don't know, it was like four years ago, the, just the letter X meant experience. Yes. Yeah. So any type of, and when you say, you know, your company is brand XR is about the experience of reality. Period. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Just wanted to clarify that and make sure I was understanding and clarifying yeah. for our listeners too. No, thanks. It's, it's, you know, it's a learning curve for sure. You, like I said, you have all of these different companies and brand XR is your newest one that's out there. Um, but you have a co-founder. I did not know you had a co-founder until you told me that I've always seen you as the face. And it kind of like when I first, I think one of the other things, when I first met you, you were with fat merchant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so from fat merchant, you, you left there and you, you know, open the doors here for Orlando Game Space and Indynomicon. But why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what is Indynomicon? What is, I mentioned Otronicon, like let's go through all of these yeah, cool things. In all these different community. names and things. So, you know, in Orlando, there's just so much talent here. There's so mm -hmm. many, I would call it building blocks, Lego pieces yeah. um, to a really vibrant tech community. 
that's here. And you have, you know, tons of universities that are here that are top tier, um, focused yeah. on game development or simulation or space science or medical science mm -hmm. and, and all these different things. And, you know, there's big industry that's here. Obviously there's hot travel and hospitality with the theme parks. There's sports and entertainment with, you know, all the sports teams we have here. There's obviously EA sports. So there's yeah. tons related to gaming here and there's a thousand simulation companies out there. And then obviously NASA is 45 minutes away. Um, and there's a place called Lake Nona, which is also called medical city. Yeah. So there's all these different things. And then don't forget over in Osceola, we have um, another one that's just sprung up and it's. Yeah. So it's called like, uh, it's, it's not, it, 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 there's names for it called bridge. Uh, there's Neo City. Neo City. That was it. I yeah. was going to say SimCity, but I know that's the game. <laughs> yeah. But it's Neo City. Yeah. yeah. And there's like, that's like an, a center of excellence for advanced sensors. Yeah. So, you know, you have everything. You have like automotive companies, uh, automotive tech companies like Luminar here. The whole mixture of all these different things are here in Orlando. And that's really, really special. But, you know, over the past seven, eight years, like that I've been here, really active within the community um the things i notice is that it's almost like the saying connecting the dots mm -hmm. we spent a long time just identifying dots mm -hmm. and not all those dots are like connected and there's community like as well that's it that's kind of that was lacking mm -hmm. and really what i spent time on was making events making meetups working with other people that had that same vision and together you know, we created Indianomicon. So there were six of us and we did a monthly meetup and then that ended up finding more people that we didn't know existed, but are here locally. And it created really a sense of home. Um, so what is Indianomicon? So Indianomicon was a, uh, almost like a, an organization focused on game developers and specifically okay. indie game developers. Uh, so it was definitely kind of, tying into the culture mm -hmm. of developers uh, and especially indie game developers are a special kind of crazy uh, that, you know, they, there's something very creative inside of them. Um, they, it's almost like you take a developer and you add a layer of like creativity and crazy on top of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these people create games very quickly or in a way that you wouldn't expect. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's certain, you know, almost like a, an entrepreneurial spirit that does exist, you know, within these people. And it's, it, it just is, it, I felt like it was an untapped resource. And there are people that are like, because they're only one, two, three people um, that really want to take over the world, they need resources. Yeah. And so just that sense of community and finding other people that also were in the same field just that bit of meetups that we did every month. Um, and then the game jams that we would do, which yeah. are basically 48 hour hackathons yeah. show up on a Friday, Sunday, hell or high water, you made a video game in a team. Um, we did that and we started creating a couple like industry specific ones too. Healthcare. Yeah. So, so Indie jam. Yeah. Mega health jam. So mega stood for medical plus gaming. Yeah. And so we worked with, uh, Kelly Murray, uh, Nina Talley of Health Innovators, um, and Rob Coble, you know, also joined in to help, um, who, you know, was at Full Sail University for a good number of years. And we created this hackathon where game developers solved 
healthcare problems and challenges. And we had subject matter experts, like we had real physicians and doctors and chiropractors and docs from California, um, Stanford, Harvard, like from you know, plastic surgeons from Miami. We all had them come to Lake Nona Medical City, the Guidewell Innovation Center, and we produced 17 different healthcare. I remember systems. that. Yeah. yeah. It, it, was, it, was, it was definitely a rush. Uh, and every year we would also do the same thing with the space industry with Indie Galactic Space Jam. And that was made by, again, like people from Indianomicon, people from the local. I was you know, a judge for one of those too. Yeah. That Sean put on, Sean Abbott. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was just really finding all of this different talent that was out here right there underneath our noses. Mm-hmm. And these, these events created a pathway for us to find each other, make friends, find talent to hire, find talent to work with, um, and find projects and contracts that are out there to help feed some of these new startups that were technically capable of doing things, but didn't have the resources to go and find all this work. So it's in, in a way like matchmaking for industry we had here that was looking for innovation and yeah. finding innovators that could serve that. So I was one of the people at Indianomicon and we took our intern pursuit game there and we pitched it. And I remember when um, somebody was telling me about how to prepare. Maybe it was Chad. It was probably Chad. Um, no, it was somebody else that was in charge of it at the time, the meetup. And so we met over at Orlando um, Library. Mm-hmm. And we set up a table. And then I got up in front of the people. And I remember, we'll say it's Chad, but it wasn't, but um, had told me, Okay, now we have everybody here from six years old to 90, and they will be brutally honest about your game, and you will get really good feedback. So you're going to know what you should, um, what you need to change, all of that. And so I found that so valuable because going to that, you know, I'm going, uh, I'm a non-technical, a non-artist, and, you know, none of those things. I just had the vision. I went, oh, let's have a game about interns. And we made that happen. And I love the feedback because I had a six-year-old, truly the six-year-old playing that game and the library was closing down. They said, okay, everybody has to leave, but she was still playing and she liked it. And we had probably, I don't know, 12 people that came over and played at our demo station, wrote out a list of things that we needed to do. It was awesome. I loved it. I hope Indianomicon is going to be uh, making a return here. We, we hope so too. Yeah. I mean, COVID was definitely like a, a punch in the gut, you know, to, to a lot of people and, you know, it, it's tough, like, especially when it's like, Hey, it's an organization that creates events where people, a bunch of people are coming in together physically mm-hmm. There's a change in, in what we were used to doing over the past seven years, but yeah. really like it gave us a chance to like, take a breather, think about what is necessary for the next phase of Orlando Mm -hmm. because like definitely what we began seven years ago it's created things like there's like 40 plus studios and teams that we now know of that didn't exist back then and so the the needs of the community have changed over that time and so now we think about all right well now what do we do next what was the conference that you guys did also that was down at the convention center I remember volunteering at that also. Um, so I, we we didn't put it on, but we definitely helped out uh, a lot with it. I, I want to say there was, it was, maybe it was Orlando IX. Yeah. Uh, so Orlando IX was put together by David Glass, 
really great innovative guy here in Orlando that puts on like events to, to bring the tech industry, general tech um, together. And gaming was a big part of that. And so, you know, we corralled a lot of the contacts that, you know, we, we formed through Indianomicon and, and brought that as a showcase over there. And, and it's like every event, you know, is a new opportunity to meet a new person, a new studio, a new publisher, a new contact. Um, and maybe that helps move the ball mm-hmm. further for one studio or many studios. Um, you know, and it could be anything. It could be like, hey, these two people met. Now they got hired at this studio. Yeah. And, or maybe, yeah, I don't know, you met Mr. Monopoly Man and he's like, hey, I get here some money. Here you go. Oh, that would be awesome. Mr. Monopoly, man. I <laughs> yeah. want him. Yeah. So I can, I feel like that probably is what started here where we are right now inside of Orlando Game Space. Yeah. So, so why Orlando Game Space? What was your vision there? So Orlando Game Space came out of a need that I ended up seeing out of, you know, our, you know, my involvement and, and a lot of our community work with Indianomicon. It was like, okay, hey, great. We're seeing each other on the first Thursday of every month but what happens the other 28 to 30 days, mm-hmm. you know, in between. And, you know, it'd be just stories we would hear. We're like, yeah, I'm working out of my garage. We're like, Hey, I'm working all the way, like in the middle of nowhere. Um, and it's just the three of us. Uh, and, and so it was a case of like, all right, all these people are working somewhere in some nook and cranny that's out there. And they're so hungry for, you know, connection to these other studios that are all trying to do the same thing. And so the thinking is like, well, what if we just created more density? These people were literally next next to each other. Mm-hmm. Then when one studio is trying to solve something, maybe the other studio solved it a few weeks prior and they could just share that knowledge. And now both, both groups grow faster. So yeah. it was a case of trying to figure out how to lower the barrier of success um, and just create you know, lower the overheads of all these studios. And so if they could have space, you know, that was at a lower rate than everywhere else. And then you had the community uh, that would be helpful to them right next, next to them, then that would matter. Like Mm -hmm. that would make everybody grow faster. Mm, Yeah, I get it. And so just so our listeners know, Orlando Game Space is this really big co-working space. Yeah. Uh, it has um, meeting rooms. It also has this open concept where people can all work together as a community. But if you want your privacy and stay COVID friendly, you can also stay in an office. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, we're right across the street from a lake. There's a kitchen. It's pet friendly. Yeah. You know, it's very, very inviting. Yeah. You know, and I want to say like, in a way, like maybe the easiest way to understand it is co-working, uh, but that it's very specific to a your specific industry. Yeah. Like, you know, and not, I wouldn't say even industry, but like maybe the tools. So like if you're somehow involved in gaming technologies, uh, then this is the place for you because like perhaps maybe one group is working in the music industry, but using the unreal engine, uh, or another team is doing rapid prototyping for different industries and they're using unity and unreal and they have, 3D artists and, and things like that. And another group is working in healthcare, automotive, and they're doing simulations, you know, using gaming tech. Another one is literally building a video game, you know, that's going to be on Steam. Mm. And another one's building a mobile game. So like, you know, they may be serving different industries. They may be making different types of products, or they may even have different services, but everybody's working in gaming tech. 
Yep. Yep. And some are serious and some are entertainment. So yeah. <clears throat> we have all of those as options. Uh, well, now we're over at Brand XR. And yeah. I think you kind of, you touched on that earlier. So why Brand XR and why, you know, you've been morphing, I think, more and more. So why don't you tell our listeners what Brand yeah. XR is? So in a way, it's almost like building a funnel, a funnel and a filter to then like create <laughs> more companies. Um, so, you know, the Orlando game space couldn't have existed without Indianomicon. Mm-hmm. Indianomicon is almost like the widest part of the funnel. It's free. It's a free event. Anybody and everybody can come and attend, whether you're six to 96. Um, you know, it's for gaming enthusiasts. And obviously that includes game developers mm-hmm. that are from our region. And they, they could be part of the simulation industry, gaming industry. They could be students. They could be anybody. Um, from there, maybe they're attending some of the game jams that are being put on, uh, like Mega Health Jam or Indie Galactic Space Jam or Global Game Jam or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that tells you a little bit more about who's serious and who's not serious and who's really funny and, and who's really terrible to be around and who's going to has the promise of being the next big thing. Like you just kind of see that as a, almost like a fishbowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, you get to know like, okay, who's who do you want to invite into the Orlando game space? Because the Orlando game space is not necessarily like an open co-working space. You can't just be off the street and show up here. You kind of have to be seen in the community. We have to, it's like a no jerks allowed policy. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, we realize, Hey, you're talented. You're great to work around and you're complimentary to a lot of the other companies that are here. Great. Now come into the game space. Now you have a mixture of all this talent that's top tier and great to work with. And now you have all the elements to then maybe formulate a new idea, a new company. And so now there's a need to solve a problem with Brand XR that, hey, we want to make creating augmented reality and 3D experiences much easier than what we know is possible today. And how are we going to find that talent? We're going to look inside the game space. Where, you know, and so it's like, it wouldn't be possible unless you had like the funnel that mm-hmm. was like bringing it all down, down here. I bet you didn't even know you were making that as your vision. No, no, I didn't. I wish yeah. I could say I was like, you know, it's strategic, a, right? A super master plan from yeah. like seven years ago, but it was the case of like, whenever there was a need, we, we tried to create that and yeah. then it just opened the door to the next thing. And we didn't know what that was. So I know you spoke about this earlier a little bit, um, but if you have any final parts we'd like to add, um, how does XR technology have an impact on things like sales and marketing, education and training, product design and prototyping, um, as well as manufacturing and more? Sure. So all of those things will have a need to work in 3D. And what, what I mean by that is it's, it's immersive experiences. Just having a website that has a bunch of videos and information is not good enough not anymore. Now. Not now. And, and, you know, you think about information overload. I don't know how you are or how other listeners may be, but I am a tab fiend. I will literally have 25 tabs open uh, in my browser. I have browsers, 70. Right? <laughs> and um, I have four of those. <laughs> yeah. Multiple windows, multiple tabs. And it's because like we're constantly looking for information, cross-referencing with yeah. this. Uh, we're task switching. We're moving from one thing to another. We're really very distracted people now in general. 
and uh, and we we think it's being productive but sometimes it's really tough we're working, it is it's we're, so hard i don't even know i sit here and go have i moved the needle at all you know I'm, yeah oh my god and and so the thing that we've seen from all the professional service projects we've worked on like we've done projects for for microsoft for nasa for a bunch of different clients and building virtual reality experiences and building you know mobile ar experiences uh, and, and research that's been done out there uh, on 3D and augmented mm-hmm. reality is that they find that people's brains actually, you know, uh, retain information uh, faster and longer when it was delivered via augmented and virtual reality. That would make sense to me. Yeah. Um, incorporating as many of your senses as possible. Right. And so when you have a flat 2D representation of something, your brain comprehends it, but only to a certain level. Mm-hmm. And then when it's 3D, your it's brain, more experiential. it's more experiential. And so, you know, we, we think that there's like three primary buckets uh, that Brandixar solves and that's virtual education and training. Mm-hmm. And that could be used for like, let's say professional workforce training. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. you're a factory worker and you need to know that this is what this uh, object looks like. And this is step one, two, three to work with it. And yeah, you how lit- to change something, some bolt in an engine. Yeah. yeah, and you could walk all the way around it and it could be on your coffee table and you could actually see how this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't necessarily have to be in the factory or in the wherever, in the clinic or, or whatever it is they're trying to be trained on. You can literally be in the comfort of your own home and see the real world object and mm-hmm. know what to do. And in the education side of things, like whether it's K through 12 or university, you know, anything, whether it's a case of we're going to have a lesson on Egypt and mm-hmm. you walk through a doorway into almost like a think of it a magical portal. And now you're walking into Egypt and you're walking right into a pyramid mm-hmm. and you can see things as they are mm-hmm. created in 3D by a game developer or 3D artist or whatever. But to that person, it's magic. I'm, I'm just whipping my phone out and I'm walking yeah. through a doorway and, and doing and like a 360. Yeah. And so that person will learn better. And then, you know, so that's virtual education and training. The other is virtual uh, brand marketing experiences. So that could be any number of things where somebody has, this is our brand and we want to show it to you in 3D. Um, Think of like 19 crimes wine. I don't know if you've seen that where you, you hover your phone over the bottle of wine and then there's a character on there that tells you their story. No way. Yeah. And so what, you know, there's things like that. So it's brand activations. Um, Wait, I saw something like that at one of the uh, starter studio when they did a pitch night and they had uh, something, it wasn't you though, but mm-hmm. it was somebody that had a virtual reality thing and um, or augmented reality. And I, it was a shark. Yeah. The shark was coming out at you. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's brand activations, like yeah. brands out there that want to show off in, in, a, in a 3D way. And, and maybe a little bit more related to this is virtual shopping. So think of it as try before you buy. So yeah. maybe, you know, you want to buy uh, a pair of shoes, a handbag or anything. And if you could see that on your coffee table, you know, before even stepping into a, I'd a love shop. I'd try on shoes. Yeah. I'd really yeah. like to know if those shoes fit. Yeah. So I think like that's that's the other aspect of like virtual shopping. So, you know, definitely apparent now in the post-COVID world of 
you don't necessarily have the luxury of going to the mall or to the shop each and every single time. And, you know, if you can, if a company out there wants to warm up their lead or their customer to say like, Hey, you can see exactly the size, shape. I think that would change the return policy. It has, there's data to prove it too. So, you know, the furniture industry by a large margin has, has enjoyed this, you know, Wayfair, Ikea, House, Macy's, um, they're all using this today. Uh, and the the rates we've seen is it went from 8% return rate on average to 2%. Wow. And that's because, you know, if you can virtually place down a sofa set and a rug and a painting in your home, uh, it's more true to life instead of the perfectly staged uh, you know, picture you saw on the website where that room was perfectly lit, the colors, the background colors were all unique. It looked good in the picture, mm-hmm. but when you actually bring it home, you know what? Your wall color is different. The rug you have is different. The other things you have in your room are different. And maybe it doesn't look good in your setting. Mm-hmm. But if you can get it just perfect and see it true to life um, using augmented reality, then you're, you know what? There's no surprises. Mm-hmm. You, you know what you're getting. And so they've, they've definitely found the return rate dropped down to 2% from 8%. And they notice cart sizes increasing. So people are more likely to spend more because they actually see what it is. Mm, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I can definitely see that. I've seen a lot of, well, just to give a shout out, this week is ITSEC. And that's the training wow. and simulation industry. And they are doing it all uh, remote mm-hmm. as of today. Um, well, it started on Monday, yesterday. So you know, giving a little shout out to all of those people too. Um, you know, and I have always volunteered. I love going to it. I love being able to meet the vendors on the floor. It's like adult Halloween also because I <laughs> yeah. go on Thursday and that's education day. And, you know, it's like take everything off of our table. So you end up with, you know, you know, goggles. You end up with so much cool stuff that's yeah. in that tech space. And it's a great way to nerd out and no costume required. Yeah. But they wouldn't look at you weird either if you had one on. True. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm missing uh, ITSEC, but, um, you know, nonetheless, giving a little shout out for them. And they are in that training and sim space, too, mm-hmm. virtual reality, augmented reality. Um, you have a business partner. I'm going to back up to this one because yeah. I've never known that you have him. Why don't we give a little bit of a shout out? For yeah. Too? So shout out to Moody Matan, uh, my, my partner uh, in Brand XR. He's the CEO. I'm the CTO. Um, Definitely, I, I, I liken myself to the least socially awkward engineer. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I've, through the years, I've developed a, the ability to talk. Uh, definitely, you know, walk into a boardroom or mm-hmm. a marketing meeting or something high level uh, business related mm-hmm. and still understand it and still communicate yeah. well. And then go back and talk to the technical team and relay that in a way that they understand. Yeah, you're a translator. I'm a translator. And so like, even when I hear it on the technical side, I now have to convince, you know, or not convince or even just explain, you know, to the other sides of of business, of business and marketing, why something is possible or not possible or what's an alternative or a workaround. So uh, I I, I kind of fit in that role. And, And so it's a good marriage because like Moody is more, he's not very technical, but he understands it and he's more sales and marketing and I could at least talk to him on that front. And mm-hmm. he's up in Detroit. Um, and you know, I'm down here in Orlando. Does he come here much? I've, I don't know if I've met him. Yeah. He, he comes down you know, maybe like every other month and definitely during COVID less, but you know, we've always been, you know, remote 
based company like you know hey we're working on 3d and vr and ar so we're kind of like hey this is just drinking our own you know kool-aid Kool -Aid. um so we're okay being like remote uh based company um but you know here at the game space a lot of the technical engineering talent is here um moody is always like wheeling dealing sales and marketing up there in detroit and so i'll fly up there sometimes he'll fly down here and we actually met in california um so he was in the Bay. Was it a conference or something? No. So this was a, it was a project that we were working on and we needed VR headsets and Moody had actually started a VR headset company that was based in, in the Bay area. And so I just found him online. And then when I was there in the Bay area, I met up with him, took a tour of the factory and everything. And then we just hit it off. Like, uh, cause we both realized we both grew up in Detroit. Mm. My childhood was in Detroit. He, he grew up there. So I think we totally could have passed by each other as kids and never known it. Um, but we, we hit it off and had the same work ethic and we had, you know, the same vision on, you know, software, mm -hmm. you know, being a solution to this whole coming platform shift and wave of AR and VR. Yeah. And then it was a case of like, Hey, I, I think we should solve this problem, you know? So I think that's like important. So that takes us to this uh, next question is, what do you think is the next or the biggest evolution from, well, let's take it back a minute. What was the first game that you ever played? Oh my God, this is like gonna be so embarrassing um, because I don't think of myself as an old person. Um, <laughs> well, a lot has happened in gaming in a very short time. So I don't think it means that you're old. No, I guess, I guess, right. You know, when you think about like- I mean, it's like what, 20 years? However, you can always go back and say gaming started with the first, you know, what dominoes and they were rocks or checkers, right? Mm -hmm. And so it started there and then it moved into like, I'm sitting here saying, I don't know. I don't, I didn't ever have an, you know, any of the, the, you know, a Game Boy or anything like that. Yeah. So, you know, I played usually board games or maybe some arcade games and then also, you know, some console games. So I, I Lara would, Croft. Yeah. You know, it's so it's true that like the gaming industry uh, and maybe just the computing industry mm -hmm. uh, and, and 3D industry is all like grown up at the same time. Yeah. Gaming has always been the thing that pushes the needle for computing because like, why do you need so many more megabytes and, and gigahertz and, and, you know, the power, it, the power it's because you want to play games, mm -hmm. you know, they had spreadsheets and, and, you know, uh, word editors in the eighties. Right. And so they had, if they had spreadsheets and word editors in the eighties, how much more power did you need to have like a faster spreadsheet? I mean, like you didn't need that much, but you needed better 3d graphics, you know, mm -hmm. to play this game. And that's why, you know, you would see advancements from AMD and NVIDIA and Intel, um, so that's what kind of pushed the industry forward. So how does the virtual reality help different businesses with things such as like giving tours, whether it's in, you know, real estate or a campus tour? Mm -hmm. or, do you have um, that here? A virtual tour? Oh, we, we kind of do, but, but, you know, we should be drinking more of our Kool-Aid, I think. Yeah. Uh, we, have, we have some 360 photos of the Orlando game space where you can kind of like virtually hop to different areas. So it's, that's a form of being more immersive, um, mm -hmm. but there's definitely more that we could do, um, like creating a 3D scan of the entire place so you could virtually walk into this place. Um, so I, I think there's tons that businesses can do uh, out there. And sometimes it's custom to their industry or things that are 
you know, good, better, best, or easier, or harder to do. Um, you know, so we are doing engagements like with BrandXR and that, you know, companies can sign up to get basically a brainstorming session with us and we will come up with ideas on how to make their business um, more innovative and, and what are AR and VR use cases that would actually bring, you know, a greater ROI to them, return on investment. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to us at BrandXR. We don't want to do things that are just cool for the sake of being cool, mm -hmm. because definitely coming from a gaming background, um, there's tons that we can do are just cool, you know, but we realize that in doing something, if it can help them train better, educate better, sell better, like all that stuff matters. And that's actually what's going to help them push it more. And mm -hmm. then their users and customers use it more. Uh, so we, we try to think of everything holistically. Um, but, you know, some, some basic ideas out there. Imagine you're a hotel or a resort or something in the hospitality industry, which is big here in Orlando. Well, you know, there's people out there trying to decide, am I going to be in this hotel room or that hotel room? And, you know, rather than have 20 tabs open, trying to look at different pictures or look at reviews of this or that, what if they could straight up walk into that hotel room, look around, swipe right. Now they're in the next hotel room that's maybe a little bit bigger and they see, oh, well, it's only $20 more. No brainer. I'm going to hit buy. Yeah. Or if, you get the view, you know, or you get the view <laughs> yeah. and it's like, okay, I, you know, I care about the ocean view or I care about, you know, this view of the forest. Um, I'm going to pay the premium on that. I'm going to hit buy. Yeah. Or you realize, you know, I, I could care less. I'm just here to like, I'm here for a conference. I just need to need a place to sleep. I'm going to go with this option. This is good enough for me. Yeah. And so that bit of experience shortens that buying cycle, buying decision, and it makes it a lot easier. Like I go crazy looking at 20 tabs, trying to figure out, did I get the best deal or not? But if I have the right feeling, I'm going to make my choice. And, and even at a vacation level, it's like, you know, not that Florida has like, you know, we've definitely got beaches close by, but like, let's say I try to decide, am I going to go to the mountains uh, or am I going to go to the beach for a family vacation? And I could see this actually changing um, some of how the entertainment industry has been, you know, hit. So for example, Disney and Universal, mm -hmm. if they had augmented reality rides, people could vacation from their home yeah. and go through, you know, any of your haunted mansion, if you will, yeah. if that's what you want to do. And that would probably make it more affordable for most people versus the privilege. And it becomes, that's where the difference is. I think yeah. The privilege is being able to be there in person versus, you know, through an augmented experience. I think if you can give a sample, a taste of what it's like to be there, mm -hmm. then, you know, it's a case of people will know, you know what, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to spend my hard earned money. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a great time. And I, and I know this and I feel this because I got a taste of it, you know, in 3d, like I got, I, I got the try before I buy type of experience. And that could be going to a place, getting a tour of a place, knowing whether this is the product I want, um, whether I'm going to buy a sofa and, and knowing that, Oh, it actually fits in my living room or like, Whoa, this was actually way bigger than I thought. Glad I didn't make that mistake. Mm -hmm. So this is going to help people hopefully have less like analysis paralysis. Yeah. Um, I can see that. And they make the right choices 
uh, for either entertainment or to purchase things. And it's going to help businesses be able to really get to their customers uh, in a more personal way. In a way, it's so strange, like it's, you're only becoming more digital, but like when you start tapping into the real feeling of like being there or working with something and you don't you can't necessarily do that uh, either due to COVID or just by the way people are, are going to behave now and in the future. Um, this is really helping both sides out. And, uh, and that, that, that's definitely what we, we care about is, is how to, how to make that happen much more easily. Everything I'll wake up in the morning and go, Oh, look, there's a new update on some social channel. Oh, they just changed this on YouTube, you know, and I'm sitting here going, what just happened? And you're trying to navigate the dashboard and, and figure out some of those, those intricacies of using the platform. But then there's also other things that, you know, I get a lot of emails and it say, oh, well, start looking for this. And we do have augmented reality here and you can do it. That, that again, is one of the reasons why I love going to ITSEC because mm -hmm. you get to see the, the latest stuff that's out there. Yeah. You know, the thing is like, uh, this is something I heard a while back. I don't even remember who told me this, but I, I definitely like, you know, say it uh, wherever I can. It's that the future is already here. It's just not widely distributed. That is true. And places like ITSEC is where you can see a bit of the future. It's just not there readily accessible to everybody. Yeah. So they had this one uh, last year, one experience so that I would be able to know what it was like to be inside of the helicopter. So I step onto their platform and it's already vibrating like, you know, the engine of a helicopter. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, holy cow, you can feel that. And then there's this giant movie screen that's like all around me. And the, the it starts, you know, the movie, I'll call it a movie, but the video, whatever it is, mm -hmm. it starts. And then when it's beginning to like the helicopters moving around like this, I'm going, holy cow, I'm like moving. And I wasn't even paying attention to the fact that it was it was really feeling very immersive. Mm -hmm. And then there was some wind that was blowing on me also. So yeah. they made it very experiential. Yeah. You know, we, you know, there's a scientific way to look at like how we behave Yeah. and there's the, you know, thinking of it almost like as like magical of, uh, you know, we are animals and we respond to stimuli, you know, we have a response to stimuli and if enough of our senses are touched on our brain, no matter how much we know that this is not real, we'll begin to just say, hey, I'm there. I, I, this is what I'm experiencing. And when you can do that, um, you just kind of forget. It's just like in video games, right? Like you know that this is not real, but you can get lost. Just like you can get lost in a book, mm -hmm. you can get lost in a great movie, um, you can get lost in a video game and you can envision that you are that hero or that you know heroine mm -hmm. um, and you are fighting this dragon or you are saving the day or you're working in a team, you're going through these dungeons, whatever, like you can get lost in that game. Well, imagine if it just got more immersive than that. Like there's no reason why we couldn't get like lost in good ways and bad ways in VR and AR. And that means that we're just gonna entertain ourselves and learn things and, and educate ourselves more immersively. And that's mm -hmm. where it's all headed is, is we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna merge into this virtual world. 
Mm -hmm. Well, you're an intern pursued employer. You have some interns that are working with you. Yeah. What have, uh, I, it's always, I go to them and I go, well, what did you learn? What was the, what I learned moment for you? And I'm starting to ask this of employers. What did you learn from working with interns that you went, well, you know, they either taught you something or you learned something about yourself mm -hmm. and you went, okay, I need to change this, you know, no matter what it is, not necessarily yourself personally, yeah. but, you know, interacting with people. So I do think that there's tons you can learn. Uh, and, and, you know, every company that uses intern pursuit is going to be a little bit different. You know, there's companies that are bigger, some companies that are smaller. Um, you know, I think I realized it's more of a, you know, I don't know what's the right word to use, but you guess the you forget what it's like to be an intern yourself. Yeah, you, you forget. Know, we, you and I were talking about that. We, we, you, you get enough years removed from graduating from college, you know, that you just forget because you end up gaining so much experience uh, after you graduate college um, that you forget what is not matter of fact. Yeah. You know, nowadays there's things that I do and it's second nature it's matter of fact, I would expect any one of my peers, anybody uh, to just kind of know that this is what needs to be done, or this is what's good, and this is what's bad, and this is what's better, and what's, what's best. Um, but, and, and it's because like, maybe we've experienced things four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, time, 10 times, like, or all the time. But you know what, like when you're in college, this is the first time you're experiencing this in real life. Mm -hmm. And really your context, and sometimes what you're learning in college is maybe either theory um, it's not always like practical, right. you hear stories of things, all the book stuff, the case studies. Yeah. You might watch videos, watch videos on YouTube, or you might even just think about things that happen on TV and movies. Um, but like you don't have the real world practical knowledge. And so it's not second nature. And sometimes when you're like, how did you not get this? Like so soon, or why do I have to explain things so robustly or verbosely? And it's because you know what, like they're experiencing this for the first time. You have to remember, it's like your daughter, right? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the best things that I think I've learned is um, from teaching Sunday school. Mm -hmm. I taught two and three-year-olds. And from that, I learned, well, there is, uh, they just love life. They love it big, but they're, ex they're constantly exploring. And I took that to when I began teaching adult learners and I went, we make an assumption mm -hmm. because we've been doing something for a while that other people like what you're saying, it's second nature. They, um, I'm going to use Robin here as the example. Sure. Um, Robin <laughs> didn't know about any of the platforms that we used, whether it's Google uh, suite or Asana or like how we do all of this. And so Robin comes in, she's like that new little baby. Mm -hmm. And I need to be able as the employer nurture and make sure that she's learning, you know, what yeah. she came here to learn. Mm -hmm. That requires time. It's about investing into the other people. And that's also called a relationship. So, you know, it's where we begin to interact with each other. And I think that's where the real transference of peer and reverse mentoring takes place. Yeah. But um, I've worked in, and talked to other employers too. And they go, well, I would think they know how to answer the phone. I said, no, you expect them to come in and know first off the job that they just got a job description for. You want them to know your office. And if you don't have anything documented, how are they supposed to know how to do it? Then we throw, we're going to work remote on top of it. And then they're supposed to navigate an industry they know nothing about. They've only you know, read about. 
And then people will also think, oh yeah, they know social. Yeah, they know how to use it on a personal level. They don't know how to use it in business. Right. So there's so much. And then navigating personalities, yeah. right? Yep. And being able to go, oh, I, I need to speak up. I need to get my voice out there so that, um, you know, we as the mentors and the older people in the company need to be able to say, okay, what is your idea? And really listen to them. I, for yeah. me, those are like all my takeaways. Agreed. I think you can definitely learn uh, a ton from interns and likewise, they can learn a ton from you. Um, and, and, you know, it's a case of uh, on both sides, there's tons that can always be improved. Uh, you know, you will learn new methods and new ways and new, you know, new ways of looking at things through the eyes of someone that's younger and fresher and doesn't have, you know, you know, definitely they're not jaded yet. Not that no I'm saying baggage. Jaded. no baggage. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, 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 you know, they, they just have a new perspective on things. And as much as, you know, we like to say that we're always going to be innovative. There's always like this, almost like scar tissue forming in our brain of like, well, that's just not how it's going to work because I've never seen it work that way before. And, and, you know, that just builds and accumulates. Um, but somebody that's coming fresh, is like, well, I don't know why it wouldn't work that way. And, you know, sometimes they're right. And, and, I agree. And, and so having that make, it keeps you young and it should hopefully, you know, make you do more innovative things. And in turn, you know, you understand that like, hey, this is, they're learning this for the first time. So it teaches more patience to you. And it also highlights like where you might be having gaps in the way that you communicate to mm -hmm. others. And, and now you realize I need to, do more and say more because maybe it isn't matter of fact mm -hmm. uh so so i think like that's something i've learned is that like well it's i it's it's you know there's more i need to do in order to truly communicate all the information that's necessary and i'm also learning that there's you can actually accomplish a whole lot more than maybe you might even expect because the, you know, these interns are younger and have a perspective on how to do things that you just maybe don't have. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's a two-way street. I think like there's, there's a lot that, that both sides can learn from each other. And definitely, you know, I think it's good to set up a relationship where, you know, these interns that I'm, I'm with now, you know, I'll we'll give a little shout out to him, William, Francesca, Logan. Yeah, uh, the three of them are great. Um, and, and, you know, I, I'll maintain a relationship with the boat, you know, with the three of them as much as they they want to. So, you know, two years from now, three years from now, if they're like, hey, you know, I, I noticed that you're connected on LinkedIn to this person, I'll make an intro. You know, I'll, you know, the people that I know, like, I'm, I'm happy to share that, you know, with that next generation. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I, I think that's, that's, it's one of those things like, if, if you take advantage of the connections and things that you have in front of you, um, it'll take you further. But if you don't, yeah. you're, you're, you're just not moving forward. So I'm going to put Robin on the spot here. She's not going to see this coming. She's going, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> so, Robin, what is your what I learned moment for you? And what would you what advice would you pass on over here to us? Or what do you think that we've uh, Kunal and I have said that's relevant to where you are? Like where you um, were when you first came in and where you are now. Definitely, like I've learned how to like coordinate um, with others um, and working like with a team of other interns towards like the common goal, you know, working with the marketing team since I'm like the assistant producer. 
um, making sure that everyone is on the same page and um, making sure that everything is organized so that um, we can publish everything at the correct time and communicate with our guests and so on. Um, but, you know, definitely it was a great learning experience and having an internship definitely helps um, for like my upcoming career. She's I'm graduating in. soon. <laughs> She's yeah. got another semester here. Oh. Yeah. Next yeah. semester. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you think that um, most employers are not necessarily um, thinking of like what it's like to be an intern? Do you think that's and I, I don't know if you can say, did I? Did I do that? Oh, not at all. No, you were great. I really, yeah, you were definitely. <laughs> I'm not trying to set myself up. <laughs> yeah, no, you were definitely very, like, patient with all of us, especially with me, like, um, you know, working to make sure that I fully understood how to do everything. And if I made a mistake, you would just, you know, go over it again with me. And then I would just, you know, progress from there. I definitely thought, like, I think most internship coordinators, they, I mean, I think they do have empathy for the interns and that they're new and that you know, it's a learning process for them, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, I think mm -hmm. just patience is key and under, mm -hmm. yeah, just having that empathy and putting yourself in their shoes and um, helping them to have the best learning experience as well as, um, you know, having them be, you know, the best of employee that they can be for your company. So were you ever uh, an intern, Um, You know, it's, I, yeah, I imagine it, you it's were like, doing it like it. I feel like 12. it's so strange, like because it, it's like, like I, sh I should know this. I feel like I've always had internships, uh, but they weren't called internships. It was just like the I've always been entrepreneurial, so I always kind of volunteer volunteered and took on roles everywhere that I could, even from my teenage years. And I know maybe that's not not common. But well, it is now. It is now. Yeah. It is now. Uh, and so um, it's like this next generation is going to be so much better than 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 the current ones yeah. but like um no i i cannot think of like a super formal internship that i had myself but i definitely had tons of different like jobs and shadowing things that i've done th through my teenage years and, and you know working in a, a computer shop um working on networking and servers uh you know at very at like hotel groups uh, you know, working in, in a shop, um, in plastic manufacturing, doing software, and then eventually became a role. Uh, so, I mean, like there, there's definitely been a lot of learning experiences I've had. I guess you could say that the, those could have been internships if I mm -hmm. went the more formal internship route. Yeah. Um, okay. I just went and grabbed them like wherever I could find them. Um, what would you say was the best mentoring advice you've received and that you would want to pass on to others? There's a lot of advice that, that I've gotten over the years. Uh, some of it is just almost like a way of thinking. You know, when, when I studied computer science, what I found most, the thing that helped me the most was it taught me how to learn. And so being able to break problems down into small pieces. But it wasn't until like I actually like, you know, got into like a real business and kind of got a real world MBA and, and, and talking to some people. And I would, I, I remember getting this piece of advice of never sacrifice good on account of the best. So if you're a perfectionist and you try to get everything perfect, um, sometimes like you will waste a lot of time or you may not be able to have 
what I would consider as good mm -hmm. uh, that you need for now. Like mm -hmm. you need it right now. Yeah, Zuckerberg says something like that. You know, if you've waited until it's like exactly right, you waited too long. You waited too long. Oh. Yeah. Um, and so then I, I applied that in terms of like the old, you know, saying of good, better, best. Yeah. Right. Like, hey, let's get to good very fast. Uh, that'll help us figure out like how and where do we get to better and best mm -hmm. and not everything needs to be the best. Not everything is okay just at the good level, mm -hmm. but you know, some things can be good. Some things can be better and some things can be best. But if you kind of break things down into that way, uh, it's a lot easier to move forward. Mm -hmm. You're not kind of paralyzed by trying to make everything the best or it's not good enough. A lot of times in life, if you just have something that's good, yeah, you're, you've done a lot. Oh, yeah. 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 We're, that's where we are right now with our platform. And it's like, okay, it's MVP. We know there's going to be a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. We're expecting that. But, you know, it's getting that feedback to make it better so that it can go to great. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going, it's going to be good but we want it to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So how can listeners contact you? Um, what's your website, social channels, or email? Sure. He's got so many uh, websites. Uh, yeah, so, I was like, yeah. which one do you want to reach? You know what, you can, you can also reach me at BrandXR. Um, so kunal at brandxr.io. Just shoot me an email and let me know, like, you came from, you, you know, intern, the intern whisperer and, and uh, you know, and, I'm happy to always reply back. Uh, I, I read everything. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Look for Kunal Patel. Um, you know, BrandXR is on on Instagram and is on Facebook and Twitter as well. So you can just search for BrandXR or Made with BrandXR. Uh, and look up, you know, the Orlando Game Space, uh, orlandogamespace.com. You can contact that way as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, so there's definitely different ways to, to reach me. Very nice. Well, thank you again for being a guest. I really appreciate it. I know you're probably going to have to shoot home and go pick up your daughter. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Uh, having a daughter is like another startup. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, except I think it's going to be more stressful because she's going to date. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, 13, 14 years from now. Oh, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> don't that, even want to think about no, it, right? No. Yeah. I, I need to become in much better shape and learn martial arts and, yeah. and just, yeah. you know, get you ready for that. You think you're going out with my daughter? Let's yeah. just talk for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can get it. So very nice. Thank you again. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. I really yeah. appreciate this. And I had so much fun and I learned yeah. a lot. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. The Intern Whisperer is brought to you by Cat5 Studios, who help you create games and videos for your training and marketing needs that are out of this world. Visit Cat5 Studios for more information to learn how Cat5 Studios can help your business. Thank you, Cat5 Studios.